ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seven of the Reactor Core. My name is Kyle Springer. That's Melissa. She's laughing at me because right before this, I I just completely like spazzed out. Uh, <laughs> You're running the recording ready, and you trip over word one. <laughs> I trip over word one. Well. <laughs> That is the kind of show it is going to be. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, this is Reactor Cold Core Episode 7. This is our special podcast that we do uh, whenever there's some kind of movie, blockbuster, Netflix show, something that we just can't help but talk about. And this episode, we are going to be doing a Shazam spoiler cast. Uh, we both went to go see that movie over the weekend, uh, and I think we're pretty excited to talk about it. I, yeah. I have yet to hear your kind of thoughts or reactions, um, so it will be interesting. First, I want to mark the historic moment. This is the first non-Disney property covered yes. on a reactor core, because previously it's moment. just been Marvel superheroes and Star Wars. Exactly. Let me see what ones we did. We've done everything from Black Panther to Infinity War to Solo. Uh, yeah, Incredibles 2 is yep. Disney and Pixar. Uh, Ant-Man, and then we did Captain Marvel last time. So here we are with Shazam. First non-Disney. Mm -hmm. that, that's big. The, the idea is not to do only Disney and Marvel stuff, but it just yeah, so they happened. Just, they make the tent poles. Yeah, that they, I mean, especially with the their new acquisition, they own, mm -hmm. like, a, a lot of the major studios. Uh, but we are here to talk about Shazam, which was directed mm -hmm. by David F. Sandberg. Um, and, yeah, we're, I mean, it, th th this is going to be a, a big spoiler cast. So if you haven't seen it yeah. yet, I highly recommend uh, going to watch it first. Because we will be spoiling it uh, and talking about some of the plot relevant details and stuff that, that happens in there, as well as kind of reviewing, discussing, critiquing, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. That's what we will be doing here. I'm, I'm going to hit our, our uh, spoiler alert yes. button. So bam! Spoiler alert. Uh, beyond this p p p point, you will hear spoilers. <laughs> Did you know that Shazam is Billy Batson? I was shocked. Yes, I did know that, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I guess to preface things, I, I, I feel like I'm the more comic book nerd yeah. between the two of us. You're big on the comic book movies, mm. uh, but I, is, is this your, your first like? like introduction to the character period i know the basic concept of shazam and i feel like i saw at least part of Except a dc billy batson is also shazam <laughs> <laughs> which is the basic concept <laughs> i saw at least part of some dc animated like direct-to-video okay. film that had him in it there's one where he fights superman i think it might have been that one. I don't know which one it was. I think it's called like Shazam for Superman First Thunder. Dun, First dun. Thunder. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite <laughs> knockoff soda. First Thunder? <laughs> um yeah, so 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 you said you know the basic concept. You think you've seen maybe something where he exists in in I I have. Yes. I'm I'm actually not too far in front of you 
on mm -hmm. that one. I've barely read anything uh, with Shazam in it. I've 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 seen him around in other cartoons and stuff like that. Uh, but I believe it was Jeff Johns that was writing some of the Shazam stuff that was happening uh, when. DC launched the new 52 uh, around like 2009-ish. Um, and it, it was, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, it was backups to the J Justice League book. So the last like six or seven pages of the book was a Shazam story. Mm -hmm. um, and I, they heavily pulled from that series for this okay. movie. Um, so if, 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 if you want some good comics to go check out, uh, some more recent Shazam comics, uh, that, that, you know, might be similar to the movie Shazam by Jeff Jichons, uh, from, uh, the new 52, you guys can go okay. check that out. I know comicsology.com right now is running a big Shazam sale on yeah. all of their digital comics you guys can go pick up some shazam stuff there if you guys are interested but what did you think of the movie i loved it yeah yeah Good. time I... time will tell how this sticks with me beyond like i saw it two days ago <laughs> yeah. but this could be really up there for superhero movies with me i've seen a lot of them i love a lot of them but this this feels like you know the top of the crust yeah, it's 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 a good movie. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I think it was funnier than I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I as far as DC films go, I do kind of have to preface it by saying I don't like most of the DC films. I think Wonder Woman is the only good one that they've made, and now this one, uh, yeah, which is up there. I think I like Wonder Woman better but that's just mm -hmm. personal preference um but yeah i i really liked the, the this one i i think this one fit more into that that had for lack of better terms the marvel method of, yes like they have a very formulaic uh kind of presentation to a lot of their films mm -hmm. now uh and i i i, I think this fit in in line with that uh which means despite it whether or not you think it's a great film or a good film or something i, I think most people can be like yeah i had fun it's you know this, yeah it's this was a good very film, so. watchable very charming i think it's a good step forward absolutely hopefully they keep the momentum going because mm -hmm. uh, that would be fantastic um so let's let's start out i i guess with with that 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 opening kind of scene because oh, I, th I, I think th that was a surprise to a lot of people that uh, okay that are not yes i mean a lot of i think a lot of mainstream audiences aren't familiar with the character but yeah that's kind of like the, the whole opening scene with uh I, I guess it started with Dr. S Savannah when he was mm -hmm. a child, uh, but the whole idea of, like, there's a car crash and there's just dark stuff happening. There's mm -hmm. violence. Billy's an orphan. He doesn't really know if his parents are still out there. He's looking for him. It's mm -hmm. some really dark stuff, and I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. What did you yeah. think? Yeah. Uh, 
going to the opening opening scene, I had no idea who the Shazam's villain was. Mm-hmm. Like I knew some of the other DC villains, like there's Batman's whole retinue. I knew Captain Cold. I knew Sinestro. Who Shazam fights? No idea. None. But I could tell this was the villain, whoever it was. I'm like, well, it's too far in the past to be Billy himself. Yeah. I loved the opening. I loved how dark and creepy it was and how it's got the sort of shape of a typical, like, kids adventure film. And we chose you. But it all goes wrong. And do you remember a couple weeks ago on the review show when we were watching Umbrella Academy? Hey, Melissa, where, where can people find the review show? Uh, on our website and on most fine podcatchers and on YouTube, you can watch us talk about it with exactly. your eyes. You can look at my ugly mug and Melissa's beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> it averages out into two pretty okay faces. Exactly. <laughs> when I, uh, we were watching Umbrella Academy, I was talking about how it had a lot of action scenes set to mm-hmm. music. But the they often didn't feel really conjoined. It was just, it didn't make one whole, the two different parts of it. This opening scene, that's what I'm talking about. That kinetic energy of the car crash mm-hmm. set to Do You Hear What I Hear? Playing on the radio on Christmas Day. That's it. That is a gold star example of matching a song perfectly to what is going on in the scene. You could not sub out another song and have that scene be as effective as it was. It's what did you think about that song choice in particular? Oh, I liked it because it is sort of warm and familiar, but it's a weird kind of solemn foreboding song like a lot of old christmas songs something kind of is, are something is c- coming yeah i mean a lot of religious mm-hmm. stuff can can kind of be viewed as as that but yeah like you 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 get the like warm fuzzy feeling of oh it's the holidays it's cr- christmas and then yeah there is this like uh, like religious kind of undertone that maybe this guy ends up feeling like he was supposed to be the chosen one, like he was mm-hmm. supposed to be the savior, you know, which is kind of foreshadowing for down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I thought that was an interesting song cho- choice, especially since it's like like late spring right now. It's not re- really yeah. at least where. I am. It's not very c- c- cold anymore, and so it, it it always seems like an odd choice to start something. It's like it's the middle of winter. I um, loved that this was set at Christmas time. I feel like it was never overblown. It isn't a Christmas movie. It just coincidentally is Christmas, but that's more than just set dressing and snow and pretty lights mm-hmm. and the cowardly Santa running around screaming through the second half of the film. Which was, was oddly <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. I love it. He, yeah. he, he reminded me of the cabbages guy. F- f- yes. F- from uh, Avatar, the last yes. airbender. My cabbages. Yes. <laughs> I think the Christmas setting was a really good echo of the themes of the film. Uh-huh. Even down to, like, really specific meta stuff, like, Shazam, it starts with Solomon, it starts with a wise man. Oh, let's set it at a time of year when there is three wise men in, like, half the lawns in the city. 
Yeah. You know, like he walks right past a bunch of nativity scene statues uh-huh. at one point. Yeah, it um it, it it I I think it worked especially also for the setting too since he's in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's usually a little bit colder up in, in the northeast still at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it 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 worked but for like me in particular it was it, 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 there the, there was a small bit of disconnect there. You, you usually don't see like late spring early summer movies being set in the winter time or maybe you do and we just don't know or i'm you not don't, thinking of them but, but oh i liked it i like that they took a very specific weird choice that <laughs> really worked for them and they stood by it yeah i also like that it was set in philadelphia like you get mm-hmm. so many big movies like this that are like southern california new york a fake city like a gotham I don't think I've ever seen another like mid-size real world city. Yeah. And like the setting, like the city it's in and the time of year it's in both felt really well matched to the movie. So I know that's one thing that DC does very different from Marvel comics is that DC often does have oh, fake yeah. fake cities. Yeah, where's he from in the comics? Um Do you know? I don't know if I'm not mistaken, I think that Jeff John's run of the comics is also in Philadelphia, but I could be huh. wrong on that. I didn't even think about that because I know I there's know. like Gotham and Metropolis and Central City. Mm-hmm. Others. Yeah. Uh, Arrow I, lives. I'm, I'm looking at the... Should, I should look at the comics one, not the, the film one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I have the Wikipedia pages up, and I'm seeing if I can just skim through and see if it mentions a city where he is from. I am not seeing it right now. Maybe we can Google it in just a bit here. Um, but, yeah, so DC Comics usually has, like, fake cities. Marvel mm-hmm. usually has real ones, though, like, 90% of the Marvel Universe is all in New York. Yeah. Uh, there's very few things outside of that, uh, or space, you know. But mm-hmm. when they're on Earth, it's like New York. Um, that being said, I don't like Sh- Shazam has a very interesting history as a character. Uh-huh. Um, if 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 you're a history buff and you want to learn some interesting comic book history look up the history of shazam because it's it's a fascinating one Mm. um he was not originally a dc comics character he was owned Mm. by fawcett comics uh which was uh, another comics publishing company but it it was kind of supposed to almost be similar to a superman thing um but obviously there was this thing when you said the magic word you would turn mm-hmm. into this superhero. Do you know what his original name was as a superhero? Was he Captain Marvel? He was Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, somewhere along the line, Marvel was like, well, hey, Marvel's our name. So you can't really <laughs> call him that. In fact, we're going to make our own character named Captain Marvel. And Marvel won the rights to the name, uh, so they had to end up calling him Shazam. 
then DC bought him. But at one point, there was, I think, a legal battle with DC as well. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong there. But at one point, Shazam was outselling Superman. He was a oh. more popular comic book character than 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 Superman by a long shot. To I don't know the exact numbers, but again, you guys can go look all of that stuff up. So it's it's some really interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what city he he is in, but I I do like it was set in Philly. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, what did you think of the whole like magic aspect to the character? Because we see this car c- crash, and Doctor Savannah when he's a kid, uh, mm-hmm. child Savannah. How do I? What was his actual name? What was his little guy? Name? Little guy. Hey there, little guy. Little Abner. <laughs> I have no idea what his name was. Um. Oh. But uh, Doctor Savannah um mm-hmm. is yeah he's like brought into the presence of shazam and being like hey are you the chosen one you can either pick to be the chosen one or you can be an evil motherfucker uh, and, <laughs> and he 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 was like yeah i think i'm 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 gonna be an evil motherfucker um mm-hmm. and so he got kicked out and yeah there is this whole idea that it's it's not just your your t- t- typical superhero he- he- that fell into a vat of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, radioactive, who knows what. Um, mm-hmm. But it it there there is this like magical aspect to yeah. to him, which is interesting because that's also one of Superman's weaknesses. Uh, Whoa, ma- magic! He, yeah, he does not like m- m- magic. Well, yeah. he just—he might be weak to it. Maybe he just likes watching a card trick. I don't. I we, should, we shouldn't speak for whether or not he likes magic. I mean, I mean, I mean in 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 the sense that like magical objects can waken him. But yeah. Uh, so, what did you think of the magical aspects of Shazam? I like that a lot. I I'm more of a fantasy person than a mm-hmm. sci-fi person. So seeing something so wizardly. Oh, it was a good change of pace for me. And I do like heroes that have powers given to them from on high, not like it was something I was born with, be it in a Superman way or an X-Men way, or I'm a, I fell into a vat of something like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a, the science mistake, like the Hulk or the uh, Batman, Iron Man, I built it myself. I like this in Green Lantern that sort of a higher power bestowed a, this on okay. you and you have to kind of play by its rules. Yeah, I, I live I, up to that sort of I really like that too. morality. Yeah. Because I, I think, yeah, besides Green Lantern, there's not very many characters like that where they, they have mm-hmm. to, they still have to answer to some kind of higher power or boss man figure hmm. thing green lantern's more like a cop where it's it's a, a higher power but it's also like his boss and he has to write a report about it which sam doesn't have to do but it's like <laughs> oh i have been chosen like i have to remain a certain kind of character like i really have to use this for good or else yeah. who knows what's going to happen it, it might get t- t- taken away yeah mm-hmm which is an inter, inter, interesting one. Um, so I 
I I really liked the depiction of this character because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I I've I've seen it both I've seen it both ways where when he turns into Shazam he actually mm-hmm. is like a different character mm-hmm. um, and it's it's no longer Billy Batson with these powers but I I do like that 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 childlike aspect yeah. of of the character um so someone i follow on twitter uh saw the movie and was really let down by the tone of the film and it sounds hmm. like i'm ju- i'm ju- i'm jumping around here but stick w- with me um, yeah yeah they they were disapp- p- p- disappointed in the tone because they felt like it kept switching between this really really fun movie and then mm-hmm. going to all these dark like almost violent i mean i I not almost but just these these dark tones and these really light-hearted funny tones and then they kept going back and forth and they they were like it just it 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 was really jarring to them Mm -hmm. and i don't know their familiar familiarity with the character but when i saw that i was like that's kind of the point of this character Mm. he is a child that is like all of a sudden put into these adult situations and whereas mm-hmm. someone like superman or batman might have this like inner monologue oh man i i, I have this moral c- conundrum should i do the <laughs> yes. right thing am i a man or a god or this or that yes he's, he's just like uh well i i, I just want to have fun and hit things because that's really cool you know yeah and, and like he he doesn't really overthink it besides that and he has this really stark sense of oh you're a bad guy i'm supposed to hit you you know and Mm -hmm. that's it and i think that's a lot of fun and that that whole like how how does he handle these really really dark situations Mm -hmm. this this guy who feels like he was supposed to be a chosen one right that he should be the one to have that power how does he handle that Mm -hmm. you know I, I really, I really appreciated the darkness in this film. Mm-hmm. It was never excessive. I never really got any tone whiplash from it. I could see how it might happen to somebody else. I love that this movie did not pull any punches. And when it was time to get brutal or scary, it went there. Like the opening car crash is really visceral. Yeah. And like when, um, Savannah takes all the monsters to the boardroom meeting with his dad and his brother. That was and has... a horrifying scene. It is. That, that, that was like one of the most, uh, like I, like th- there was a lot of p- 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 people at the theater that I went, went to that had their children there. And mm-hmm. that was one I was like, oh man, I wonder what the parents are thinking right now. <laughs> this, is, this is weird to say. This is, I think, among the scariest superhero movies Interesting. which is a weird metric to judge it by because they're not really the hellboy films that are kind of scary yeah um there's that one that's coming out i don't know if it's actually based off of comics well there is the new mutants one that is supposed to be a horror movie but who knows if that one is ever actually going to come out because they don't really know what's happening with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was another one called Brightburn. I don't think it's based off any comics. I don't know this. But I saw it and it looks terrifying. It looks huh. great. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. I like that this, it is a, a, a child 
adventure movie. Not real young kids, but just sort of like a, you know, like a 12, 13 year old adventure movie. Yeah. Which is when you're at the age where you kind of want something a little scary. And I like that it gave you that. There are moments in this movie that I'm like, these are going to be the terrifying moments for kids in the future. The way somebody our age might say like, oh, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but Large Marge freaked me out. We're going to have kids growing up saying, Shazam is so fun. But the part where they open up the door to the alternate dimension and it's three alligators playing poker, that scared me. <laughs> Which isn't one of the brutal scary things, but it's just so weird and unsettling and brief and they leave and nothing happens with it which yeah. is the point of it it's of like course the, nothing's the, gonna happen with it the look but of I those can... monsters too just like the like the, oh, the monsters yeah it, like especially if they saw it in theaters too just how loud and booming the voices were and like yeah. the bass like in in them was like whoa I loved the monsters and the whole like wizardly lair because it reminded me so much of kid adventure from when we were kids. Like mm -hmm. how many fake rocks and rock monsters were there in Power Rangers or something else like that? <laughs> like specifically the setting of Dank Cave with big sculptures in it. Dank oh, Cave, that, bro. That, that hits <laughs> something up, Shazam, really Dank Cave, bro. <laughs> that hit something really nostalgic in me that I can't quite pinpoint. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, the, the, there was a lot of really scary mo mm -hmm. moments in here, but I, I think that's kind of the point of the character, at, at least in a more modern sense that that in, in my mind, what I feel like the character has become of just mm -hmm. like hey he he actually still is a kid sure he has the wisdom of solomon and all, all of that that, that 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 stuff but children can be wise doesn't you know need to be that they have some kind of moral conundrum that they have to deal with it can just be like all right you're the bad guy let's beat mm -hmm. you you know <laughs> yeah um so I, 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 I really liked all of that stuff. I also want to talk about, we talked about the violent end. Let's talk about the sexy end of being an adult tone, which there yeah, isn't, which I liked because I know that's like, that's an easy joke to go for. Like 14 year old boy in adult man's body, like in other hands, he would be flirtier, but I like that that's not a, part of this i mean i like okay the the part where they go to the strip club there's the sign saying free wings you get the impression that it's like at least 50 percent like free wings i'm an adult i can go there's free wings really like yeah i like, like that and i also like that he that's the he thing there is this innocence yes. about him and I like that he comes out and he's like, oh, they're really persuasive. They want me to bring them some money. And it's not like, I'm going to go see some boobs. It's like, oh, this lady has, all those pretty ladies asked me for dollars and I'm nervous. So I guess I'm going to give them dollars. <laughs> like, I like how it is. It's very innocent. They have glitter. I want glitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that they went into a strip club, but it's pretty much just, what's it like in there? And what kind of snacks are there? <laughs> I also love when they like go, like they portal into there 
and Freddie comes out and he's like yelling something back to like one of the strippers and her name is Sriracha. <laughs> There's a lot of really good tiny throwaway lines in this movie that are fantastic. Like I love when they're all at the dinner table after like Shazam has been the big hero around town uh-huh. and it's, um, Oh, who's uh the green kid? I'm forgetting his name. Green, the, like the... I, I don't remember uh, which more... one was, which one had which color but uh, is he he's the... Like the real the real quiet kid who's like you know it's trying to be the strong one and he... like lift the weights lift the weight is that is it the guy the kid the bigger kid who looks like yeah, he the... might be hispanic yes that okay, kid that guy, i'm yeah. blanking out on what his name was but they're talking about shazam and he's like i don't know about that costume i mean a big white cape it's like he's getting married <laughs> and i just love that it's like it almost makes sense, like big white. You don't wear a cape. Nobody wears a cape to a no wedding. Capes. I, um, I, I thought this was a really funny movie. I like all the tiny lines like that. Well, the the there there was yeah. There's there's tiny lines like that, uh, and especially with that character there were hints that he was gay but they yeah. don't ever really say it which i thought was nice i liked i liked how kind of ambiguous that joke was because yes. it's after they have to like run out from the strip club and i think it's um darla makes a comment about how it was just like loud music in there because she had her eyes covered the entire time by her big sister. So she can't see the strippers. She can just hear the music they're stripping yeah. to. And then the kids is the, uh, the weightlifter kids is something like his name is Pedro, by the way. Yeah. I thought it might've been that, but I'm like, no, that's too obvious. Pedro Pena. Oh, what a sweet name. He's got, he's got that alliteration. So he's all set up to be a superhero. Like he says, just not my type, which I it's about the ladies, but also could be like, I don't like that music. Yeah. (laughs) I like that it could serve both purposes very easily. You should uh, check out, I think, I mean, he's not a main character Mm -hmm. in there, but he appears in the the young Justice cartoon, Shazam. And he's very much the like he's like big and strong like Superman, but he's very much like the childlike thing. <sighs> and so he he often gets the short end of of the stick because mm-hmm. he's in the Justice League because mm-hmm. he's an adult. Yeah, right? or he looks like an adult, and they don't actually know who his alter ego is or that he is a child. Maybe I have but, seen some of this because this part of it sounds really familiar to but me. But then when he, yeah, when like the when the Teen Titans end up like what, like sh- sh- showing up, he's like, "All right, people my age, hey, what's up, guys?" And he's like the happiest, most like ch- chipper, <laughs> like I I relate to you. And they're all like, "Why are you?" trying to act like you fit in with us you're an adult like (laughs) i i think this is such a tough line to walk and i feel like the tone and making billy seem mature enough without being too mature was done really well and i love that in the two directions of like adult themes Mm -hmm. they chose to go with violence over sexuality in this movie which was a far better choice what did you think about freddie he was the foster brother who was disabled. I liked him. I 
putting a character in a superhero movie who's a really big fan of the pre-existing superheroes Mm -hmm. is another thing that could be tricky. But everything about him also feels really natural. He feels exactly like a real kid in this world would be. I mean, you take the events of you know justice league and everything else mm-hmm. these heroes are well known to the public there would be little fans of them who collect their merchandise and everything about him you could take him out of this movie and put him in just any other movie that is not a dc property and he could stay exactly the same and everything about him would remain like perfectly natural like always wears a superhero t-shirt has like a replica battering you just take away like his superman bullet and he could be ported to any other non-DC movie really easily, which I liked. So I agree with you 99% Mm -hmm. of that. The only thing is that I thought he was really annoying. (laughs) And like there there was like moments in that film just like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like like, if I was Billy, I would hate your guts (laughs) right now. Like it's, it's one of those things you said it was tricky to have a character who's a fan of the super Uh hero stuff um i don't think it was necessarily that i was annoyed by how much he liked the other Mm -hmm. heroes and stuff it was just like how like how much he wanted to insert himself in it it, it wasn't like i thought he was a bad actor or stuff like it was literally the way his character is i i feel like meant to be like he mm-hmm. wants to insert himself in there. He he wanted to have those powers as well. Um, and it's like it's just I I feel like coming from a kid who is also obsessed with the superhero stuff, it was just a little much. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. Oh, he's very chatty to the point of being obnoxious Mm -hmm. but that is kind of the point of it yeah like you can see why he doesn't really have any friends why he is kind of an outsider and this is weird to say but i like that he was not an he was an outsider and disabled but he wasn't an outsider because he was disabled right. it was because kid, other kids didn't like his personality yeah, he which was sounds mean way too but, talkative yeah yeah i like that he had those layers to him yeah and i um, like that the fact that he was disabled wasn't a very big factor in the film again it felt very natural it felt like it was talked about just exactly as much as it might be talked about in the real world yeah yeah, um, I he was one of the things that I walked away from the film just being like, man, that was a really annoying character. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Did was there anything narrative wise or plot holes that you saw or things that you didn't like or you know mm-hmm. stuff that you wanted to nitpick at? What was there? Uh, anything my, you saw this, my biggest gripe with the movie is that this okay the scene where the whole family's sitting down to dinner this is when uh, billy and freddie get in that big argument sure everybody has a full glass of orange juice for dinner and i thought that was a weird choice <laughs> I, I i mean hey some maybe they're having breakfast for dinner who they knows weren't. I, I don't remember what they were having. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a very tiny gripe, but oh, that, uh, the second that was on screen, I'm like, 
What? what do you, who, who picked that? Who, who has who's in charge of for dinner? Who is in charge of props this day? Um. So my the the first big like, I I I don't really know if I can call it a mm-hmm. like a plot relevant detail or something like that. But it, the 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 first thing that I was like, huh, that seems wrong. Uh, was when Bib. Billy finally found where his mother was living. Yeah. And he go, 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 go. he goes to her, he conf- he confronts her and he leads with the line I found my way home and he opens up his fist and he still has that compass that he, mm-hmm. he got when he was a really really young kid and it's when he shows that that his mother recognizes him. He goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, I know who you are. You're not just someone who's pulling my, my leg. There's absolutely no way, you know, like you 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 could not be my kid because you have this this thing. Mm-hmm. Then when he's leaving, he tries to give it to her and she responds with, "What the hell is that?" And so it was just like you just you you just oh, knew what right, that yeah. was because you recognized him because of it. And now you have no idea what that thing is. I that doesn't make sense to me. I it it, it again. I guess is a smaller. Well, maybe thing, she recognized him like from saying "I found my way home," and he's holding the prop, and she's like not even looking at it. Like, oh, but who why would, would you, find like, their way home to me? I I mean, yeah, but like it. It's it's, no, it's just I this get, idea of like, saying, hey, yeah. here, look at this thing. I have this compass, and she goes. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're 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 right in the, in the sense that, like, hey, there is someone significant in her life that would maybe mm-hmm. one day being like, "What the fuck," <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and and that happens, but he he d- d- does it in a way of, of like, hey, here's this important thing that may jog your memory, and then at at the end, she's just like, "What?" The- what the fuck is that thing you know uh so i thought that was strange the second thing leads into uh I, something else i want to talk about was the i want to talk about the mom a little bit oh sure well, let's let, let's stick here oh, okay here then what what did you have to say about the, the mom the thing with his mom is another one of the we were talking about how the movie doesn't pull any punches with mm-hmm. like brutal in the action or having these seven deadly sin monsters be really scary it also is really harsh with his reunion with his mother yeah and it's it's not difficult it's difficult to imagine not because that's not something that would really happen out here in the real world it's difficult to think about just because it hurts so bad like that's one of the most rough emotional points in any movie I've seen in recent years. It's so, and it's not cold. Like she wasn't like, Oh, I always hated you. Couldn't wait to get rid of you. It's so hollow. Like she's trying and she has the opportunity to get out of there. And she's like, I, I knew I was never going to. And it's not like, Oh, I just wanted you to have a good life. It's like, I was tired and I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I left you with the cops because I thought they would find a good home for you. Did you find a good home? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, this, it's so hollow. This movie has a really good theme of uh, like 
coming to terms Mm -hmm. with reality. Yes. And I think for the mom in this case, it was the reality that she had him before she was 18. Yeah. uh, And she knew that her life was not in a good spot, that she Mm -hmm. wasn't going to be able to really fix it if he was around. Yeah. Uh, And not, not that she really did it it sounded like she was still in a very bad spot Mm -hmm. but yeah like like that was kind of her coming to terms with that of like i'm i'm not gonna be able to provide that kind of life for him uh and then billy having to come to terms with well that's the hand i was dealt as yeah. well as I also have this new incredible power. Like, how do mm-hmm. I deal with that? You know. Um, so I I think that's a, a good theme. But they that that scene, yeah, is um is is really interesting and really emotional because usually an emotional beat like that will have a better impact if you're like further down the road, like if you've been mm-hmm. with the character a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, sometimes you have to have those those beats to make things like to to make mm-hmm. you c- connect with them. But I I felt like this is one that it like this is pr- pretty early on in us figuring out who this ca- character is. It could almost be a throwaway moment, and it didn't feel like that. Um, which is which no, is a very nice thing. Heavy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like I. T- I think it's a a really bold bold in a good way narrative stroke for this movie to take oh it just hurts so much yeah <laughs> i don't know if i've ever been hurt that much by a superhero movie i've seen sort of like i don't feel so well mr stark which we know will like that's gonna resolve itself this isn't yeah oh. yeah i loved the new family though i know you had another thing you wanted to jump to but the, was the adoptive parents segue. i love the adoptive parents I like that they're young and hip without being too young and hip. Yeah. This was a movie full of, like, just really competent balance, which is a weird compliment to give it. But, like, I never felt like it swung too far in any direction when it was trying to do something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a real tightrope walking movie. Yeah, that's a a good way to put it. So I did want to talk about Mm. the family specifically Mm -hmm. the other foster kids um in the original uh captain marvel comics there was a whole family of of them there was mary momo marvel you know i don't remember all of their names i think there was like uncle marvel at one point as as as, as well yeah they they all like it it was a whole family and they were all like their own superheroes the modern day Shazam comics doesn't really use them, at, at least to my knowledge. Um, they're not mm-hmm. they're not characters that are really around in the DC universe. Oh. So I I thought it was a really odd choice to introduce the concepts that hey, there is more than one um, mm-hmm. in them. Or I mean, like they they mentioned the like my brothers and sisters on the seventh thrones like i i like that introduction but then actually physically bringing in the family Mm -hmm. 
I, I they they handled it really well but it was a little weird for me of like oh that's that seems strange that they would do that so early if so early sense. in like the person potential like, franchise of shazam yeah, of, of, okay. of, of like of all the things that could be happening in a shazam film and characters that you want to intru- intru- mm-hmm. introduce i felt like to modern day audiences that would have been i mean to modern day comic book audiences and then to move that to a film that's maybe a concept that i felt like would have been lower down on the ladder yeah i i liked it because it felt so this was more of the like classic 90s like fun family adventure kind of turn for the story to take Uh Uh, and it but it doesn't feel like hackneyed it's not something you like see coming like uh like oh the siblings are gonna come help them but you don't think like they're not gonna also be superheroes i don't think i put it together until shazam put it together like oh he could probably get the same thing to happen to them too if they all touch the staff yeah i like it 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 was more for me that like i could see them maybe hinting that mary would become Mm. one because i think she's maybe the most used one because it's like oh here's that you're like your older sister, you know, mm-hmm. here's Batgirl, here's Superwoman. Yeah. But even then, yeah, like, I, I, I felt like it would have been more about uh, Shazam or Billy himself. But that being said, I think in the end, they really wanted this to be about family. And like, yeah. hey, 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 like, it's, I mean, it's, it's it, again, it's him coming to terms with reality with reality that he now mm-hmm. has a new family uh, and, yeah. and this is his new family and they're finally learning to work together and become friends and you know actually be a family uh, w- yeah. which is nice so like it's it's not it's not that it's like oh i hated this they shouldn't have done that i was like huh i didn't expect them to do that i think it's a little strange but i think it worked out nice yeah yeah i it's a really great bow at the end of everything I liked all the siblings. I like that it wasn't just all of them as a collective. And then Billy, like Mary was struggling with, do I stay with them? Do I leave home? And like that brings all of them closer together. Like all six of them, not just the five of them and Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, 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 I thought it worked out. I actually do have one more nitpick. And this has to do with how they defeated dr savannah um mm. so the scene when shazam separates dr savannah from the rest of the, of the family and takes them into um or or, or, or when savannah's like give me your powers and he's like all right i'll go go go, go with with you and they ent- enter in that door mm-hmm. um and it takes them to the 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 dank cave um <laughs> They go in there, and then there's the moment when they throw the batarang, and it hits Dr. Savannah in the back of the mm-hmm. head, and he immediately t- t- turns around, because who wouldn't, and been like, who the fuck was that? What the hell? You know? <laughs> um, and that's when you, we see the, like, hey, here's how you defeat him. You get all of yeah. the monsters out, and then he's vulnerable. 
Mm-hmm. My pr- problem with what happened is Shazam was the one that noticed that. It was Billy who noticed that, not F- Freddy. I think the and camera... And then later on, it, like... Yeah. Because when he turns around, his, like, the, the, the c- c- cut on the back mm. of his head uh, is still there. But when all mm. of the... G- 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 when all the all of the sadly uh, I cannot speak today. Um, when all of the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. go back into him, that's when Shazam notices that it heals him. But there was also a moment earlier on when uh, I, I I think Doctor Savannah mentions to Shazam that like normal weapons won't work on him but i don't think any of the kids were around to hear that i I could be wrong but i like it's one of those things of of like they weren't around to hear that Mm. they didn't see his his cut get healed no okay at the end they were just like we have to separate them that's how you do it it's like how do you know that no okay so the camera shows okay so dr savannah is facing i think he's facing billy and when he gets hit in the head and he kind of turns yeah around uh-huh. so the camera shows us billy noticing the cut on the back of his exactly. head but it is also completely within physical capability for the other kids to notice it they just missed that one like recognition shot of freddy like the movie didn't spell it out for like... you but i do see how it's entirely possible I, I I feel like that's a stretch because they are like 20 something feet away. Like the the idea is they have to throw this thing at, at him. They're enough mm-hmm. of a distance away that if the whole smoke thing happening of these monsters going back inside him, I feel like that would be a, distra- a distraction from this one tiny c- cut he got on the back of his head. And like that healing up from like... 20 30 feet away like they wouldn't really be able to see that maybe or like that's not like it's such a small detail and that's why like shazam was right there like like three feet behind him being like oh i get it now (laughs) i i could see how they got there i i do agree there could have been like one shot of one of the kids noticing it or one line uh, to be short, that little in a movie this long. Oh, I think they did pretty well for themselves. Yeah, or just like one one scene of them being like, "Hey, we should probably tell the rest of the group this is how you do it." And he's like, "This is how you defeat them. Do this thing." <laughs> and in the end, it's the uh, other kid. It's like, "How did you know that? There's no way you could have known." <laughs> <laughs> so that was my only uh, other nitpick. I want to take a second and just say I appreciate that the lust demon wasn't a sexy lady demon, which yeah. Billy also is like, I would have expected that. That's not true. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they reminded me of the full metal alchemist uh, things. I forget what the, the homunculi. So they, mm. they embody the seven deadly sins. I have heard of this. They reminded me of these statues that come to life in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I um I want to take a second and talk about 
the numerology of this film. Numerology? What do you mean? Okay, so Shazam, he's there's he's got the power of sh- six different folks, okay? Let me pull it up so it's we can Solomon. I don't know if I'll get here. these A's in the right order. Solomon, Hercules. No, I just do it, Kyle. It's Solomon, Hercules, uh, Atlas, Zeus, um, Achilles, and Mercury. Correct. Who's the champ? Who ding, wins ding, ding, the winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> so there's six. Six of those elements. There's six of those kids. I kept waiting for each kid to embody an element. They kind of did. That was kind, the, each, like, like they you know, each figured uh, out. Like, oh, you have the lightning fist. Oh, you have speed. Oh, you have this I, thing. I was expecting each kid, like, not in their superhero forms, but, like, so, like, Pedro likes to lift weights. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the Hercules. But nobody else, like, well, some of them are smart and, like, you know, Eugene talks really fast and Freddy talks really fast. And, I like, <laughs> it wasn't quite as clearly delineated as I expected. Okay. But, okay, so there's six of those. There's um, the seven different uh wizards that formed this like shazam council and then dr savannah's got the magic eight ball interesting yeah i i, I didn't I pick I just, up on that i don't know if it adds up to anything more than that but i liked the seven and the eight and then this is a tiny thing but you'll notice in the background whenever they're at the foster house uh-huh. that they're they're always playing some like a pop song quietly in the background and it seems diegetic to the scene like that's the music that somebody in the house has put on maybe as sure. a further cue to you like these are cool relaxed parents they listen to the music of the youth or whatever yeah the scene where it's like just after billy runs away like he gets the shazam powers but the parents think he's just ran away uh the mom is on the phone and she finds and she's like talking to some social worker and she says he's ran away 23 times already and the song playing in the background is 24 carat magic interesting yeah again i don't know if it means anything it was just like a weird lineup so the the only thing I can think of would be the like seven like like seven is often viewed as a complete number in like mm-hmm. religious based stuff. Yeah, real magic. Yeah, yeah, and, and magic stuff. So yeah, having that like that eight ball be his thing is an interesting. Yeah, like twist. he's almost there, but he didn't quite make it. Yeah. You know how Scott Pilgrim versus the world is filled with like number symbolism and like Scott represents the zero of the seven deadly X's. He's zero. He drinks Coke zero. He wears a shirt with like a big zero or a circle on it or something like that. Yeah. There's more examples. That's just what I remember off the top of my head. I feel like if I watched more closely again, this movie might have that same kind of thing happening. Interesting. Mm hmm. What did you think about, I don't have many more points, so if you want to wrap it up, what did you think about the fact that the end credits are very much like the Spider-Man Homecoming end credits? I liked them a lot. I liked them a lot, too. I loved it. I, they're great credits. The Spider-Man Homecoming credits are great credits. And really what's similar about them is that they both use a Ramon song. This one in particular I felt like was really 
aptly picked. Yeah. And they have these sort of, you know, fantastical, like, kid escapism notebook drawings yes. to them. And that's really all they have in common. But I don't know if that was like, I wonder if that was like a deliberate choice, like what that did for Marvel, what that kind of represents. That's kind of, kind yeah. of what we're trying to do here. But I it mean, also gave me a really nice description point. Like, I didn't really think about it until then. Like, oh, yeah, I guess this is the Spider-Man homecoming of the DCU. So I was trying to describe this movie to a friend who, like, had seen a commercial but didn't really know Shazam or what it was about or what it was like. And I'm like, it's Big Meets Spider-Man homecoming. And she's like, okay, I got it. I, yeah, I'm interested in this that's, now. That's exactly it. Um. It's it, yeah. It, I mean, obviously Shazam and Spider-Man aren't really similar type of characters, no. but mm -hmm. in the sense that yes, they are usually both like. I mean, Sh Shazam is actually a kid, and Spider-Man is usually like young teen. You, you mm -hmm. know, um, they, yeah, they're they're both kids. So I I think trying to appeal to that audience is exactly it. Like. He's fucking flossing in in this. Like, come on! Like, I I feel like that is such an annoying judge joke now that we all just need to stop it and I, it's, not do that. But like, it's it's a, absolutely appealing to that. And that's audience. exactly yeah. what a kid would do back when you yeah. know when this was filmed, like a year ago or whatever. Too now, kids are still yeah. doing that. I feel like Fortnite some people still are tired super of it, big, but like, yeah. 12 year olds wouldn't be yeah. yeah yeah um only other things i was gonna say so the first appearance of captain marvel mm. was in Wiz comics number two uh i don't remember there being any kind of reference to Wiz comics or you using like like hey he's Wiz man or you, you know something like man. that a lot of the marvel <laughs> movies will do that they'll make oh, reference yeah. to like an ant man he's like yeah. well this is not some astonishing tale and it's like well, <laughs> but um ant man first ap maybe appeared in astonishing tales you know maybe if we watch in some of the high school scenes again there closer in the background there's like a flyer for our theater production is putting on the, the whiz. whiz yeah um speaking of their high school their high school is uh like Fawcett high school which is the oh, comics yeah. the 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 publishing company Fawcett comics That's right. um last but not least a little fun fact uh -huh. for you. i'm i am sure you're familiar with elvis yes <laughs> his favorite superhero was shazam and that's why he oh. eventually modeled himself with the lightning bolt on his chest and the small cape yeah that's that is the elvis cape ain't yeah. it yeah yeah wow. he, he, he was a big shazam fan they got to have him making a peanut butter and bacon and banana sandwich in the next movie. There you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about this film. I had mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I, I highly recommend going to check it out or at, at least like having mm -hmm. a movie night once it comes out on DVD or on Netflix or something, you know, have some fun. It's it's a good good film. There are some scary moments, but good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really one of my favorite ones I've seen recently. Yeah. I think I mentioned it at the start. I think this is my number two for DC films right now. Wonder Woman and then 
uh, sh- Shazam. Nothing else I, makes the, makes the list right now. <laughs> I, I liked Wonder Woman a lot, but uh, I need fun. Yeah. There's not enough fun in Wonder Woman. When they have it, it's good. Like when she sees the baby and she's like, oh, look, a baby. I can't there's, do it as well as she does it, but it's great. Or like when she's talking with in... Trevor on the, Steve Trevor on the boat. Yeah. There's there's great bits in Wonder Woman, but this is like okay, it's, it's not all the of same. Them. It's t- all the type. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same same like childlike. Like let's no. just have fun and punch things and you know drastically different. Go films, eat a bunch just, of junk food and Shazam <laughs> is the type of film. I also like just finally. I love that they're like, let's try beer, and they take one drink, and they're like, this is terrible. Let's go eat, like, age-appropriate snacks <laughs> Let's go get some Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It was a lot of mm-hmm. fun. So, again, highly recommend it. Go check it out. Um, comicsology.com mm-hmm. is having a bunch of digital comic book sales. If you are interested in checking out some of the uh, Shazam comics, you guys can absolutely go do that. Uh, let's see. This has been episode seven of yeah. the Reactor Core. Uh, we are chugging along there. I think I, I think officially our next one is go- going to be yet another Disney film. I totally forgot that Hellboy c- 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 comes forgot. out this week, I though. I remembered Hellboy was happening, but I completely forgot what date. So I might go I could... watch it. If you want to switch up the style... Hellboy. If if you want to switch up this, or yeah, I mean, if if you want to go see it too, we can yeah, go do that, like or Hellboy. we can s- switch up the style because I know you expressed interest in good omens, which will be an Amazon Prime show, right? Yes. Yeah, and I was like, I don't really care for that, but I'd be happy to like <laughs> interview you slash like have you like tell me about it and like yeah teach me and why this was so good yeah. and how the adaption held up maybe we can do something like that i've n- i'm i actually haven't really read much of the hellboy c- 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 comics um actually haven't read any of them but mm. uh i i think that might be a fun one to see i don't have tickets yet so play it by ear be on the lookout maybe yeah yeah if i'll not, have to get on it too if not i think uh avengers endgame will be our next episode of this uh but melissa where can the people find you these days what do you what are you up to you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and i am at yo kyle springer on all the things uh twitter and instagram especially uh, if you guys want updates with this show or any of our other podcasts uh you can find us on twitter at the whatnots or at the whatnots.com for more information you can search all of our podcasts on any podcast k- 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 app you guys yeah, use yes. if there's one we're not on let, let us know and we will hope to rectify that uh, but yeah, you can just search the whatnots and you will find all of our shows there. Uh, that being said, this episode, we are recording this Monday night. I should have this up first thing Tuesday morning um, because I don't like to put out these spoiler casts that much later after the thing already happened. Uh, so yeah, this 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 will be out patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh for a single dollar you can get most of our other podcasts 
obviously except for this one you can get them early mm-hmm. uh, and you can get access to our live streams like of the whatnots review show uh-huh uh, that'll be a fantastic Kyle, one yes you said that for you could get most of our other shows for a dollar if you are gracious enough to give us three dollars a month we do a bonus episode of the review show exactly. once a month uh it's the same format of the review show but we do something a little bit more specific curated kind of weirder and wilder and tougher to explain this month we watched uh, a couple of sorted episodes of batman beyond and one bonus episode of justice league unlimited that kind of form one storyline together exactly kind of condenses all of batman beyond Mm -hmm. in in to one thing uh so be on the lookout for that as well that's at the three dollar tier on patreon patreon.com slash the whatnots mm-hmm. where you can get all of that stuff with that said episode seven of the reactor core we are out adios guys bye